Welcome to Cusco-topia, my ultimate summer getaway, complete with water slide. What? Isn't it great? It's my birthday gift to me. <laughs> I'm so happy. I don't understand how this could happen. Well, let me clear it up for you. At my birthday celebration tomorrow, I give the word, and your town will be destroyed to make way for this. So, if I were you, I'd pick up some change of address forms on the way home. But, but, um, where will we live? Hmm. Don't know, don't care. How's that? Oh, but wait, you can't... When I give the word, your little town thingy will be bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Boot. That's right. It's The Boot. We are recasting classic movie reboots, so Hollywood doesn't have to do it. But they will. But they're going to. Because they don't care about us. They don't give two shits. Guys, (laughs) I'm Brian Flynn and the llama next to me. Kenna Trent. Kenna, how are you? I'll take that. Llamas are cute. (laughs) They spit. Right. Oh, except for the llama that Pacha is actually walking around because it has an underbite and its little teeth are sticking up the whole time. (laughs) Did you notice that? (laughs) No. Guys, this week, Kenna and I are doing something a little bit different. We are recasting an animated movie as if it was a live action movie. We are doing the 2000 Disney animated movie, The Emperor's New Groove, starring David Spade, John Goodman, Eartha Kitt. Patrick Warburton and Wendy Malick. This is all the rage. All the rage. Everyone is doing it. All the rage. All the time. The kids so hot. love it. So fierce. So feroce, as <laughs> Jonathan Van Ness might say. Um, literally, like, I, because I was thinking about this and I was like, what are the chances that they're going to put, you know, the Emperor's New Groove into uh, development for something like this? It's kind of crazy. There's a talking animal. And then I was like, I don't know, though. They're doing Dumbo. They're doing Which all of them. Relies a lot on essentially like a CG animal. I think I think we can make this work. I think actively they're all in some stage of development, but haven't been announced because I think Disney likes to just like build the projects to a point and then mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, we're doing it." But I mean, just look at the evidence of like Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Mulan, Dumbo, L- Dumbo, Little Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid right? Yeah. Um, Am I missing? I feel like I'm missing one that has already come out. Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Yeah, maybe that was it. But so Ken and I wanted to kind of get on the uh, cool kids train and try our hand at recasting an animated movie as if it was a live action movie. Mm-hmm. But, 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 guys, before we do that, <laughs> before we eat our dessert, we have to eat our vegetables. We got some reboot news. Kicking it off. The Equalizer 2 trailer. Denzel Washington is the deadliest Lyft driver seeking revenge in the Sony sequel. In the new trailer for The Equalizer 2, Denzel Washington reprises his role as Robert McCall, but it seems as though he has settled down with his life and is happy with being a mild-mannered Lyft driver who minds his business and does his job. That is, until someone does him wrong. As the first sequel of Washington's career, it looks like he goes big in the frenetic and action-packed trailer. In addition to laying waste to a bunch of creeps who have done a woman wrong, he's also out to avenge the death of his former colleague and friend, Susan Plummer, played by Melissa Leo. Okay, so I watched this trailer today. Yeah, what did you think? Uh, I'm going to be real. I did not see The Equalizer 1. Okay. But I love a good aging star action movie. Mm -hmm. And it seems like sort of the theme of this one is him uh, taking revenge. I don't know if this, but just trying to seek justice for wronged women. They killed my friend. 
I'm gonna kill each and every one of you. The only disappointment is that I only get to do it once. Well, the first Equalizer, which I did see, borrowed heavily from what it seemed like borrowed heavily from Taxi Driver. So Denzel Washington befriends Chloe Mortez. Is that her name? Moretz. Moretz. Chloe Moretz, uh, who is like a 14-year-old prostitute. Hmm. And he like goes in and like kills the entire sex slave ring that's Hmm. like infesting Boston. And he works at like Home Depot. So, like, every day he, like, takes a hammer out from, like, the shelves, goes and, like, kills a bunch of people, comes back, wipes the blood off, and puts what? it back for sale. Yeah. That's in the trailer of the first one. Like, I'm not spoiling anything. But um, <laughs> That's this, the twist. He brings the hammer back. Yeah. This seems um, a little bit more um, like it's trying to delve into his past, like, who he is. Much in the same way, like, John Wick 1 was just about John Wick getting revenge for his dog dying. John Wick 2 was and more he, about his wife. No, but like his wife died of cancer. And then she gave him the puppy as like, don't, you know, but he's like hope. S- sad. It's like that's like a bigger thing, though. Like it's all sort of boiled up. Like his dog is sad. OK, let's not make this a thing. <laughs> Beside the point of why John Wick kills a bunch of people in the first one, it's its dog. It's <laughs> it's the in the second one it's more about like who he is and like w- like where he came from and like how he got out of this life and then has to like, kind of go back in mm-hmm. um which i think is smart like the idea of you know sequels not just like repeating the first beat i think is much better than trying to do the same thing with like uh, you know a different woman in in like a damsel in stress like you still get a little bit of that in the in the trailer because mm-hmm. i like i feel like that sequence is going to be the first 10 minutes of the movie is him like getting revenge for his lift customer and then the rest of it is going to be more like what's underneath you know how did he how did the equalizer become to be a home depot employee and now a lift driver <laughs> um i mean i'm all about vigilante justice movies oh movies good yeah <laughs> what yeah, that'd be kind of weird if that's what I was about in real life. Yeah, I mean, I I should probably see. This might be one of those scenarios where, like, I didn't see the first John Wick before I decided to see the second one. And so I was like, well, I should watch the first mm-hmm. one. And so I did. And maybe I'll do the same thing for this, where I'll watch The Equalizer and then go see The Equalizer 2. Because I want to get the full picture. Yeah, I think you should. I, I, think, I think it's good. I'm trying to remember how I felt about it. It's definitely, like, a little contrived, but... It's Denzel, so I'll watch him do pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, you want to take the second one? Do I want to take the second one? <laughs> I, you I was like, did I say it weird? <laughs> I was hoping no one would notice. <laughs> you can't get anything past me. Robert Zemeckis. We know him, we love him. Taking on Roald Dahl's The Witches, Robert Zemeckis is in final talks to direct and adapt an adaptation Okay. Of Roald Dahl's 1973 novel, The Witches, about a seven-year-old boy who becomes entangled with witches for Warner Brothers. The studio previously made a loose adaptation of the book back in 1990 with Nicholas Ruig. Don't look at me for help. (laughs) Directing. And Angelica Houston starring. Zemeckis' version will reportedly be more faithful to the source material. Zemeckis' partner, Jack Rapke, is producing through their banner image movers alongside Alfonso Cuaron and Guillermo del Toro. I felt like that was important to include because those men have very specific styles. 
Um, have you seen the witches? Hell yeah. Witches of England. You're disgrace. Miserable witches. We will do better. We will do much better. Better is no good either. I demand maximum results. Yes. I think my school played the witches. Why did your face look like that? Because I I associate this, the original witches movie, with like substitute teachers or (laughs) last days of elementary school where they're Uh just like, screw it. We're not doing class in the back half. Yeah, we're just going to watch a movie. Like, I think I've watched the witches in school at least five times in five different Mm. grades. That was national treasure for me. (laughs) No, really? Okay. (laughs) Not not, not that it's a bad movie. No, but you're, I know what you're thinking. You're looking, but this was like, I don't know what that was for me in elementary school, but in like high school, it was like at least twice a year in class, you watched a national treasure. God, I'm trying to remember in high school. I don't know. I know in middle school is like a lot of witches, a lot of Charlie and the chocolate factory, because I went to school with Charlie's cousins. So they were like, Hey, this is, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the one you're thinking of. Yes. Sorry. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is with uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's get back on. uh, I I don't remember the book, though. I I don't know what's so different. But Um, the the witches is terrifying. Oh, my God. It's so scary. Especially as a child. It is your actual nightmare. When he sneaks into the conference all the witches and they just start taking off their yep. faces yep and his grandma doesn't believe him it's terrifying it's truly oh, terrifying yeah so yeah honestly i would be very interested in what could potentially be equal parts playful and dark mm-hmm. i think that's kind of the vibe that i'm getting from these collaborators um and it could be a lot of fun i mean guillermo del toro doing the witches i think would uh, give a lot of like younger audience members nightmares <laughs> like yeah his version of witches i mean his version of like a merman is just like <laughs> haunting <clears throat> but um yeah i think this is a great idea i think making a lot of his how do you say it because i think i'm saying it different than you you say rowled doll rolled doll rolled doll i think i say rowled doll oh i don't know whatever it is mr doll's work um i feel like in recent years a lot of the adaptations of his stuff has kind of fallen uh, flat. There is that great movie, James and the Giant Peach. which Talk I, about nightmare inducing. I know. Stupid, foolish man. Foolish man, always dreaming. That's what got him killed. And your mother. Had his head in the clouds instead of looking where he was going. He never even saw that rhino coming. And the beast will get you too if you don't behave. Well, that was Tim Burton, wasn't it? Maybe it is. I, I've seen this movie so many times. And when I think back on it, I'm like, why? Why did I do that to myself? It's horrifying. Well, we'll see what this new version brings. <laughs> yep. Okay, guys, before we get into our reboot of The Emperor's New Groove, we're going to hit you with some rules. That's right. This is a podcast best listened to with an open IMDb. We may talk about some people you've never heard of and you're going to want to look them up. We will be talking about a movie that you may not have seen and we're going to spoil it. I know that's what you've been worried about this whole time. Spoilers for The Emperor's New Groove. So if you haven't seen it, pause us right now and go watch it. Uh, Rule number one, no remakes, reboots, or long lost sequels. We cannot do a movie that has already been redone in the last 20 years. This includes franchises like 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Is that a franchise? <laughs> but sure, we could Equalizer. not. Equalizer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, we also made a little addendum to this rule that if a remake has been rumored for more than two years with no forward movement, it's fair game. So if there's something out there that you think we're missing, let us know on Twitter. We want to hear about it. Rule number two, no imaginary casting. Our dream cast must be made up of actors that are alive and working today. And rule number three, no Tinder casting. We can't cast someone just based on how they look. You have to have seen their work and be able to vouch for their talent. So it doesn't matter how much somebody looks like a llama. It doesn't matter. I only picked actors who look like llamas. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I googled actors that look like llamas. Um, okay, guys. that list? I'm going to Google that. <laughs> okay, guys. Let's get into the reboot of The Emperor's New Groove. Are you okay? You all right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm all right. Good. Thanks for going back on your promise. Yeah. That's for kidnapping me and taking me to your village, which I'm still going to destroy, by the way. <laughs> no touching. Why did I risk my life for a selfish brat like you? I was always taught that there was some good in everyone, but oh, you proved me wrong. Oh, boo-hoo. Now I feel really bad. Bad llama. I could have let you die up there in that jungle, and then all my problems would be over. Well, that makes you ugly and stupid. Let's end this. Ladies first. Okay, guys, so in this remake, we're going to recast the cartoon characters into live-action versions. We are going to do Kuzco, played by David Spade, Pacha, played by John Goodman, Yzma, played yep. by Eartha Kitt, Conk, played by Patrick Warburton, and Chicha, played by Wendy Malick. I tried to go back and see if, like, I was like, how do you say her name? And I'm not entirely sure they ever say her name. Yeah. Pacha's I, wife. Um, What did you think about this movie? I love The Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Um, rewatching it, I had this thought, though, where I feel like I've been taking it very surface level. And I was like, it's interesting that it's called The Emperor's New Groove. And I'm not sure we're making the direct correlation that it's based on The Emperor's New Clothes. Did you read the trivia on this? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, it's not based on the Emperor's New Clothes. Then why is it called the Emperor's New Groove? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try and paraphrase this down, but this movie has had a litany of like disasters behind the scenes. Because the thing is, why would you like, where is, where does the big, because the beginning of the plot makes sense. Like in the Emperor's New Clothes, it's about a very like vain emperor who is only obsessed with himself and yes. what he's wearing and uh, his like wealth being presented, right. which is who Kuzco is at the beginning of the movie. He's very selfish. Yes. Very vain. How can you be this way? All you care about is building your summer home and filling it with stuff for you. Uh, yeah, doy, me. Everyone else in the kingdom gets it. You're the only one that doesn't seem to be with the program. A pacha. And so I'm like, okay, how did you, why make that sort of a foundation of his character, but it's not based on the Emperor's New Clothes? No. So I'm going to try and give you a very abridged version of this. Okay. So <clears throat> Roger Allers, the director of The Lion King, was tapped to direct this movie, which is originally supposed to be some like epic drama called Kingdom of the Sun. And here's a little snippet of what it was supposed to be. To be directed by The Lion King director Roger Allers and Mark Dindal, who is currently listed as the director of this mm-hmm. with six original songs written by sting that was essentially an ink and retelling of mark twain's the prince and the pauper huh david spade was supposed to voice the, the young emperor manco owen wilson was pacha a young peasant with a striking resemblance to the emperor and eartha kit was yzma the aged royal sorceress 
The film involved Mancho and Pancha switching places, except that Yzma finds out, turns Mancho into a non-speaking llama, and makes Pancha do her bidding. Basically, this version of the movie did not go over well with the heads of Disney. And it kept getting reworked and reworked. And because of a like locked-in release date and tie-ins with like Coke and McDonald's, they had to release something. The director of The Lion King, Roger Ehlers, left. And so Mark uh, Dindal pieced together a movie just to put one out. Huh. And they renamed it The Emperor's New Groove. Here's the most sh- shocking, surprising, alluring, exciting thing about these behind-the-scene <laughs> things. Okay. Sting only agreed to do the movie if his wife could make a documentary about them making it. What? And so her documentary was released soon after, which was called The Sweat Box. (laughs) And it documented every single, like, misstep and firing and and all the drama of this movie. So – why does it, the Emperor's New Groove not match the Emperor's New Clothes? Is because it's supposed to be the Prince and the Popper. Why did they name it the Emperor's New? Like what? What? How I did don't we get know. here? Um, yeah. So this is also in the trivia because of the allusion to the title. The movie is often wrongly described as a version of the Emperor's New Clothes by Heinz Christian Anderson. While some character traits of the main character are similar to the title character in Anderson's story, there are no further connections. Instead, the story shares much more similarities with the fairy tale. Caliph Storch by Wilhelm Hoff. Uh, So that answers your question. But I'm so interested in watching this documentary because this movie. Yeah. In that lens, which I had never known before. Because I just thought it was like, I thought the same thing. I was like, why aren't we watching this pompous king like walk around like an idiot for two hours only to then realize that he's, you know, arrogant and narcissistic and he needs to change the ways, his ways. That's not what we got. That's wow. Not what we got. So, with that information, let's talk about <laughs> Tom Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah! He's the sovereign of the nation. He's the hippest cat in creation. He's the alpha, the omega, A to Z. I loved because I watch, um, I watch everything on television with subtitles. Um, I loved how when the song starts, the little like title in the subtitles is theme song guy, colon, lyrics. <laughs> I loved that so much. Um, let's get into the casting. Cusco, played by David Spade. I kind of felt like David Spade really phoned this one in. I don't really? know why. Yeah, it, I just felt like he I, – I think this is maybe where it was. It's the parts where he kind of comes in as the narrator. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, this movie's about me, not this guy. It's about me. And I'm wondering if those are like the rewrites that they had to like later record. And he was mm-hmm. just like, this is awful. Like, why am I doing this? So that's that's kind of the t- the tenor I was hearing in his voice. So I picked an actor who didn't would also equally not give a shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really the core of the character. Um, yeah, that's just what I thought. But um, Cusco, I guess I'm going to go first. Yeah, please. I wanted someone who I wanted actors who had tremendous comedic ability for most mm-hmm. of these parts. And I thought Kuzco had to be the most animated, the most uh, self-absorbed, but also could be a pretty genuine guy at the end. Mm-hmm. So I picked a comedic actor who has done a few genuine roles, a few dramatic roles. I picked uh, Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec. 
interesting. Oh, I'm getting an interesting. <laughs> no, I really don't mean it like that. I love Ben Schwartz. I think he's wonderful. And the the dramatic roles I'm referring to is his turn as BB-8 in Star Wars. <laughs> oh my gosh. Weren't like 17 different people BB-8? I know it was him and Bill Hader were like most yeah. of them, but I don't know if they have other guys making beeping noises. Beep, oh, beep. Um, that was my audition. <laughs> Star Wars, call me. Um, yeah, no, that's a really interesting choice. I just think that like Cusco is basically John Ralphio. Like that's how I, <laughs> that's how I saw it. But that's then like true. when he like comes around, he, you know, he he's more like Ben Schwartz's probably in real life. It's just probably a lot less, mm-hmm. you know, self-absorbed. I knew it. Knew what? That there is some good in you after all. I know. Admit it. Mm. Hey, you could have let me fall. Come on, what's the big deal? Nobody's that heartless. <gasps> yeah, don't read too much into it. It was a one-time thing. So yeah, that's who I picked. I thought I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Um. So that had to be you know a number one of like who you pick. But I I think he is an interesting guy. I think he's an interesting comedian because he's generally I think he's done a couple indie movies, but for a live action kind of Disney thing, I think he would really shine in a lot of these live action movies that they're developing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I went. He's also got an interesting physicality that somewhat matches cartoon Cusco. <laughs> Do you feel that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like a lot of pointing, you know, I, again, John <laughs> Ralph Disney like, point where like they like flick something out of their hands and for some reason their fingers look like this. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Feel free to cut this out. <laughs> um, Okay, so I'm not trying to say that I'm better than you, um, but like but you are. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. This movie takes place in Peru. Please tell me you cast an entire Peruvian cast. <laughs> no, I don't know Peruvian actors. Come on, Peru. Show us your stuff. But I did pick all Latin American, uh, Central American actors. Because mm. I sort of wanted to challenge myself because I think there's a huge wealth of comedic actors that fit that category and i was like man i haven't used any of these names that when i was like thinking of them i was like i really want to use these names mm-hmm. um so for my Cusco, i picked maybe a name people will know and if you don't maybe you should i picked moises arius who if you have not seen a little movie called the kings of summer about these kids who decide to build a home in the woods one summer you should he is hilarious he's done lots and lots of other things i think he was like a disney kid when he was really young um and then he started doing some indie movies he was in ender's game the stanford prison experiment ben hur pitch perfect he's <clears throat> sort of all over the place if you see his face i have a feeling you're gonna be like oh yeah i've seen him somewhere. um he's i have seen kings of summer and it's great great he's great Wonderful. in that uh i'm just kind of I forgot he existed. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, this guy. Um, okay, I haven't seen anything. I, I think I did see Ender's Game, um, but I, I really don't remember him. And I, I think he played a similar kind of wise-ass character that he, he kind of plays like a uh, kind of a wise-ass in Kings of Summer. But he's I a ha- weird kid. <clears throat> yeah, but he's in like Ben-Hur. Yeah. He's got some range. Pitch Perfect 3. Like, I, I haven't seen those yet. He's funny. He's interesting. When he becomes a llama, I think his voice will still be interesting. Okay. Because that's kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to become a llama at some point. 
What is this? Some kind of little game you country folk like to Yeah! It can't be! Ah! 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 My face! Good! My beautiful, beautiful face! Okay, I'm an okay, 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 well, llama! Llama <laughs> face! What? Oh, uh, man, you kind of blindsided me. Okay, yeah. Let's go Moises. That's me. Shocking people. <laughs> All the time. Um, did you... <laughs> This is such a cartoon trope, but like the cross-dressing in the diner thing where they're like, we're getting away with this. And like, they're like cracking up. I know. I was like, I don't think this is going to fly in a modern version. I, think I did love that. I did love that part, though, where he's like, we're on a honeymoon. And the waitress is like, bless you for coming out in public. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that a lot. Um, okay. Should we move on to Pacha? Yeah. yeah maybe. Pacha, played by John Goodman. <laughs> Who, here's the thing I had to throw out the window about Pacha, is that they clearly modeled the character after John Goodman. Mm-hmm. And there is something iconic, I think, if you're a hashtag 90s kid, about the way that these two characters look together, that I was like, I kind of have to get that physicality out of my mind. Because yeah. uh, nobody's going to be exactly who John Goodman is. So I wanted to pick somebody who I think is a great dramatic talent. He mm-hmm. is a great comedic talent. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he is also a Scientologist. Tom Cruise, call us if you want to get free. I picked Michael Pena. <laughs> <laughs> I love Michael Pena, He's regardless great. of his beliefs, but definitely like call us, Michael. We'll yeah. Yep. We'll call up <clears throat> Leah Remini. We'll, we'll get you out of there. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about Michael Pena, despite the fact that I just said something bad about Michael Pena. No, no, we said something bad about Scientology. Scientology. Um, yeah, what am I going to do? Knock Michael Pena? No, no he's great. You're not because he's good. No, the here's what was weird about recasting this. So I made my cast, and then I read the trivia that um, Cusco was supposed to be like 17. Well, yeah, they say in the movie when um, Kronk and Isma are having a funeral for him she's like taken from us so tragically on the very eve of his 18th birthday his legacy will live on in our hearts for all eternity well ain't getting any deader back to work you gotta turn on those subtitles my attention you know what like i watch these movies and i'm just like googling actors that is a problem i have i actually watched this movie twice because i realized that i was missing a lot of the visual gags because i was staring at my computer the whole time but then so then i looked and i'm like well ben schwartz is like 36 like david spade was 36 when he played this kid and so now i'm like probably should have cast way younger so for my pacha I cast an actor who I think people will really only know him from one thing, but he has that sort of bigger guy presence. I think he's hilarious. And he he plays a character that's like so good of heart that I wanted to like clash with uh, Cusco's kind of selfishness. Mm-hmm. I picked Mel Rodriguez from The Last Man on Earth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a really good choice. Thank you. I like him a lot. He's so funny in that mm-hmm. show. Um, I'm trying to remember his character's name. I don't know. Glenn? All I can think of is Tandy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, he plays, or he played because the show got canceled. I oh, forgot about man. that. Um, they left us on a cliffhanger. They did Todd. us dirty. Yeah, Todd. He, he plays Todd. Um, so that's who I picked. I picked Mel Rodriguez because he's, he's so warm. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I think that was like the m- most important thing I wanted for Pacha was to be ultimately like in, in the face of Cusco still being an ass. Yeah. He will always kind of be there and do the right thing. There's two people in there looking for you. What? A big guy and a skinny old woman. Wait, was this woman scary beyond all reason? Oh, yeah. That's Eastman Kong. I'm saved. Trust me, they're not here to save you. Thanks for your help. You've been great. I can take it from here. No, no, you don't understand. They're trying to kill you. Hey, it's a really, really good choice. Thank you. Uh, which will segue into Yzma. Uh, who I'm struggling with because I picked an actress who, oh God, I recently picked. <gasps> I like literally picked her. Like literally. Literally, a couple literally, episodes. Literally, yeah. And I tried so hard to put another mm. actress in, but then when I put that other actress in, I was like, I kind of want to use her for Chicha. Oh God, I'm not, so I'm not happy about, (laughs) you poor baby. (laughs) I'm not happy about using, about double dipping, but I I mean, this is our podcast. We make the rules. Own it. I picked Andy Newton. I I mean, that's a, (laughs) I mean, it's a really good choice. It is. It's a really good choice. And I couldn't escape it. And you know what? Damn it. It's the summer of Tandy Newton on this podcast it's the summer of tandy newton outside of this podcast Uh, exactly um she look i mean tinder rule aside she like this character i mean she's not as old as this character is supposed to be Mm -hmm. but like she she has that thin frame she's very slinky she's very you know what do they say in the movie she's scary beyond all reason scary (laughs) but she can also be funny when she needs to be you know Mm -hmm. she can be intimidating for sure i'll turn him into a flea harmless little flea and then i'll put that flea in a box and then i'll put that box inside of another box and then i'll nail that box to myself and when it arrives i'll smash it with a hammer i mean i think i i like where your head is at i went in a different direction mostly because when i i thought of one actress and i was like she's perfect and then i thought of another one that i was like man i love the idea of switching up this character a little bit Mm -hmm. you were like like, they have to be peruvian (laughs) Because I think while there's a lot of her character that is like the way she looks, I part of me was like, it doesn't matter. So I picked a very beautiful actress to play Yzma, but who I think can really could really turn the character um, just in her performance. Um, I picked Sofia Vergara Mm -hmm. and I liked uh, making the switch. How do you make her look old? But she doesn't have to be old. She's like a, she's not, she's the emperor's advisor and she's supposed to be very old, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't have to look old. She clearly has magical powers. Yeah. I think part of her character though is kind of looking creepy, which I always love about Disney characters where you're like, (laughs) bad guy right there. There he is. Okay. Well, um, but I think that's a good pick (laughs) because I think, I think her talent, she is very funny. What's, what I'd like to see her be is intimidating, mm-hmm. which is something I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also really loved that part where Cusco is trying to fire Yzma and some mm-hmm. guy literally walks up and hands her a pink slip. <laughs> I mean, the jokes in this movie it's are like hilarious. pretty good. I, I just like I think this movie was a little before its time or a little after its time because it sort of rests in that. Mm-hmm. zone like post Hercules pre Pixar you know what I mean so it's like 
the traditional hand animated fairy tale movies were on its way out and like Toy Story Bugs Life were like coming in. Yeah. So it, it really kind of feels like the last bastard child of Disney's animated feature house. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but back to Sofia Vergara, I've never seen her play intimidating. So I think that would be really interesting to watch her play like kind of a, a witch or like mm-hmm. a sorceress type. But she, I think the thing to remember is that she does have like a certain amount of like physical comedy in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it would be really entertaining. Yeah. Conk. Cronk. <laughs> is it? It's Kronk. Uh, um, all of my notes I took on this movie are about Kronk. The very first <laughs> note was, I love Kronk. Patrick Warburton deserves an award. Hey, don't I know you? Uh, I don't think so. Wrestled you in high school. I remember that. No, no metal show. Uh, no. Oh, I got it. Miss Narca's interpretive dance, two semesters. I was usually in the back because of my weak ankles. He He's such a weird talent. You know what I mean? I We like him for his specific voice yeah. and his like wicked stare mm-hmm. you know what i mean he, he's such a specific type of guy but yeah. i smile every time i go to disneyland and he's like the host of sora he's the guy who like tells you all the line rules yeah when you're waiting for um soren i love the moment where he goes back into the diner to to <laughs> yell at the cook and then just the cook quits he becomes the cook <laughs> i was obsessed with the part where his like shoulder devil and shoulder angel, like at one point the devil's like, I can do this. And he's like, what does that have to do with anything? And then the angel's like, no, no, no. he's got a point. <laughs> he's like, that's really impressive. <laughs> um, okay. So I went first last time. So it's your turn. Oh, so it's my turn. For Kronk. Um, I kind of was excited. I, I gotta say it was a little intimidating staring this movie in the face because I was like, I can't figure out. First, I was like, I can't, just can't figure out how I'm going to do this. And I felt like the linchpin of this whole thing was Kronk. Yeah. Because um, he really he really holds a lot of stuff together. And so I was like, okay, he has to be, he has to be an intimidating physical specimen. But mm-hmm. he also has to have sort of, not necessarily like a heart of gold, but he has to have a softness to him that's so, like he has to speak squirrel. <laughs> yeah. To a squirrel. Yeah. And so I picked somebody who is sort of playing that character in another way, but I I think could really switch himself up a little bit. I picked Dave Bautista. Ah, uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yes. And Blade Runner 2049. And then I think he was in one of the um, Daniel Craig Bond movies. <clears throat> yeah, he is a WWE wrestler. Yeah. Turned actor. Who turns out to have a a comedic gift. Yeah. Yeah. And has really, I think, really been killing it in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. They give him a lot of great lines. What's funny is like a lot of wrestlers have become like our best actors, which I don't know what that says about. Oh, you're thinking our, about The Rock. We're always thinking about The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock. <laughs> Something, this is a total side note. Did I mention this when we did The Rock? How when you just Google The Rock... The movie is not even an option on the first oh, yeah. page. No, it's no. all Dwayne it's the Rock all Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's and then so all strange. of his movies. Yes. And then The Rock. Yeah. The Rock has become the biggest moneymaker in the world. Future president. Um Dave <laughs> Batista. Yeah. Yes. I mean I can't believe you just said all of our best actors have been WWE. <laughs> well, there's The Rock. There's Dave Batista. There's our president. There's <laughs> what's not good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, Why? yeah, I, I agree on like what you had, like Kronk has to be kind of 
the glue between the story because he's such a weird and out there character. Mm -hmm. Um, He's this guy who like is in on the plan, but you know, is constantly messing it up. Like when he like, I was so like enthralled with the poisoning scene, just like his physical, like, (laughs) like how he's more like, he's more upset with like the way his food is coming out. And then he like completely completely forgets. Is something burning? (gasps) My spinach puffs. Saved them. That's great. Good job. Very good job. Watch it. They're still hot. So I had to pick an actor again. Yeah, who's like physically imposing, could also be kind of uh, funny. Uh, I can't keep this up. I also picked Dave Batista. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do this Ryan! thing where I was going to like fucking slam Dave Batista as a pick. And I was just like, I can't. <laughs> of course it's Dave Batista. Yeah. That's so exciting. Why'd you do that? I don't know. I was just trying to, I was like, if she, like when you said like, he has to be physically imposing, but he's also, you said something like, he's sort of also playing this already. I'm like, she picked Dave Batista. So I was trying to, I was trying to fuck you up, but it was just like, yeah, there's nothing bad to say about the pick. That's so funny. I was like, why is he so so weird? Um, Um, Yeah. I think he's a perfect pick. Great job. We did it. Boom. Should we move on? Unless we want to keep talking about Kronk. Just one more thing. I loved that part where um, Yzma's smashing uh, Cusco's head, all the little statuettes of his head. And at one point she's like, I practically raised him. And Kronk's like, yeah, you think he would have turned out better. <laughs> Classic. Comedy gold. So many so many good one-liners in this. Uh, chicha. Which I feel like every time I say it, I'm saying a swear word. Chicha. Um, chicha. Played by Wendy Malick. Gosh, the dulcet tones of Wendy Malick's voice. Was she in Wings? What did I know her from? What? Wings. The Maybe. I haven't seen Wings since. News. She's not in news radio. 1996. Hot in Cleveland. Aw, Wings premiered on my, oh, Wings ended on my sixth birthday. <laughs> Are you the reason it ended? Probably. They were like, she's six. We gotta uh, give it up. She's she's past this now. <laughs> Adventureland, huh? Wow, she's been in so much stuff. Legitimately, though, I remember reading her name in the credits and then like hearing it in the movie, and I was like, right. Gosh, she's got a great voice. She does. Um, also, his wife. Just shoot me. His... I think that's what it's for. Oh, she's in Just Shoot Me with David Spade. <gasps> I overreacted. I apologize. <laughs> um, but no, I think. This character doesn't have a lot, but her moments are really interesting because she's clearly the backbone of of uh, the family. What did the emperor want? <clears throat> oh, you know what? He couldn't see me. Couldn't see you? Why not? I don't know. Well, well, that's just rude. Well, he is the emperor. I'm sure he's busy. No, 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 no. No, emperor or no emperor, it's called common courtesy. Honey? That kind of behavior just, just. Uh, <sighs> I gotta go wash something. I do like the scene where, like, Pacha comes back from the city, which is, like, countries away, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, it takes him a long time. But when he finally comes back, she was like, what did the emperor want? And he just, like, can't tell her what's going on. Um, And then she's like, I gotta clean something. Yeah. Thank you. Um, First pregnant animated character, I guess, in Disney's history. Yeah. Oh, if I am to be is to be believed. Well. Okay, so I had an actress in mind for... Isma, and I thought she would be really great in it. Mm-hmm. 
but I couldn't get Tandy Newton out of my head. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put her in the Chicha role and have her just steal every scene because I love this actress. Okay. She's a comedian. Okay. You all know her. You all better love her. I picked Maya Rudolph. Oh, that's really good. I love Maya Rudolph. Aw, Maya, she's so good. She's so good. She would have been great as Yzma. I know. But she would have been great. At, she's great as Chicha. Yeah. I don't know. I This Tandy Newton thing got me spun. So <laughs> that's who I went. I went with Maya Rudolph because I she she's also like very warm. And I like the idea of like Pacha having to come home to like Maya Rudolph who, you know, knows something's up but also wants to be comforting. And then like when Yzma and Kronk show up, she's like way smarter than them. What do you mean the door is stuck? Uh, Try jiggling the handle. There is no handle in here. There's not? Are you sure? All right, I've had enough of this. Tell us where the talking llama is and we'll burn your house to the ground. Uh, don't you mean or? That seems like a pretty crucial conjunction. (sighs) So that's who I got. And I love her, and I love it, and I She's don't amazing. care. Okay, so for my chicha, I picked, and maybe this was a subconscious thing because she very recently had a child, and so I've seen her pregnant a lot lately, and she's so cute. I picked Eva Longoria, mm-hmm. um, who I like a lot is like a, str- a strong mother figure who doesn't seem imposing, mm-hmm. but who I would like to see play games with yeah. our Yzma and Kronk. Yeah, she's great. I'm trying to think of like what movies she's been in recently. She's like the only thing I've seen her in is like campaigning for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she was in Overboard. Right. That movie. <laughs> Overboard. I didn't see it, but I remember. What is Overboard? The Kurt Russell. Can I, can Golden- I talk to you over here real quick? <laughs> Just real quick. What is Overboard? They remade that Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn movie with. Anna Ferris and Eugenio Derbez. Okay. You know what I'm talking I about. I think I do. I think I remember the post. So Ava Longoria is in that movie. She's like her best friend. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Overboard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, <laughs> but I get it. I do, I do see her in this role. Like the kind of uh, very nurturing, but also... Uh, She's got Pacha's back kind of kind of thing. Well, the character isn't in there very much, but um, she's great. The kids are adorable and hilarious. I laughed a lot. I love that moment. Pacha's daughter is yeah. like, I'm losing a tooth. And she like blows in and out. I was like, oh, I remember being a kid. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like, I'm losing a tooth. And you would like move it all around because there was only like one string hanging on. I remember as I got older, I would just pull the loose ones. I was like, how dare you? I would squeeze my gum and then <gasps> pop out. That is literally the most terrifying thing. It's, it was pretty weird, but my dad got into this habit where he would do this thing where he would wrap the tooth when it was like really, really loose. He would wrap it in um, a floss around it mm-hmm. and just yank and it would go. I like my sound effect better. Well, we can't all be <laughs> Brian Flynn. Um, okay, guys. <laughs> we should strive to be, though. Okay, guys. Those wow. are our five characters from The Emperor's New Groove. Let's get to everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. Like, everyone's talking about it. Where does Barry you Pepper know it. go? You want it. Where does Barry Pepper go? Okay. I, this I struggled with. 
because there aren't many characters in this movie. There are, but there are a lot of like random people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just I gave him a, a cameo, if you will, mm-hmm. as the guy who throws off Cusco's groove. The guy he kicks out the window. Yeah, yeah. That, I was thinking about that as well. Um, but I went a different way. I put him as the uh, the diner cook who eventually leaves. Oh, that's good. But still, the same kind of cameo. Yeah, it's not a lot of meat here there's for old supporting. There's not a lot of supporting yeah. characters. You know where Barry Pepper lives? It's like if you need support, where? if you need support, <laughs> that's where he lives. Like he any t- anytime a character has has to support the other characters, you call Barry Pepper, <laughs> FBI agent, yeah, lawyer, yeah, policeman, yeah, policeman stepfather, buddy from childhood who will probably die before the end of the movie. Um, uh, the sniper who will probably die before the end of the movie. <laughs> The secondary outlaw is part of the gang who will most likely die before the end of the movie. That's where Barry Pepper lives. <laughs> and there's not a lot of that in this one. So what are you going to do? Um, Anything else here? I have something. Okay. How many endings does this movie have? It is like Lord of the Rings. Like Times you six. Think, you think they have the vial. Oh, my God. It keeps plinking up and down like a reverse plinko. And I was just like... And then there's the trampoline where Yzma like hits it and is like bounced way back up. I was like, it just doesn't. It felt like they were. Stop. It really felt like they were trying to get it to a point where Kronk is the one that like buttons the whole thing. Yeah. But it just took so long to get there that after a while I was just like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I win. What are the odds that trapdoor laid me out here? We still didn't talk about Tom Jones. Like, why is Tom Jones singing and not Sting? Because... Okay, see, when you said Sting was supposed to write all this music, I was like, right. I've never noticed that there was a Sting song during the closing credits. And it's not... It doesn't match. It doesn't work. Not at all. He was supposed to write six songs and they use one of them poorly. Ugh. Wait, where in the canon is this from Tarzan? I think this is before Tarzan. Oh, this was a year after. Oh, okay. That's crazy because Tarzan had like major like CGI. Are you thinking of Phil Collins? I'm thinking like it was just so impeccably like Phil Collins. Guys, we don't deserve the soundtrack that Phil Collins made for Tarzan. We're not talking about Tarzan and I though. Think, but I think they were like, let's get another like artist artiste mm-hmm. to write music and it went flat well they i think because they changed the movie so much that like his music just didn't make but sense but do you think anymore. there's a version of this movie that that like song sits into no i don't even remember the lyrics to it i was just like why is the sting song playing like it's probably playing now to usher us out of the oh. episode and i'm still no, like no 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 stop it right now and play the tom jones song <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode of The Boot. Thanks for checking us out. And if you like this episode, please check out our other episodes. Please check out our social media to get clues for the movies that we're going to be doing next week. And to do that, you're going to have to follow us. Kenna, how do they follow us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Everywhere, I guess. You can find our social media on Twitter at The Boot Podcast and on Instagram at Boot Podcast. You can find us separately talking about different things because we're different people at Kenneth Trent and at Flynn B. We're separate people? <laughs> what if this was some weird fight club situation in which there was only one person? Someone said that to me the other day. They were just like, I want to meet Kenna. I'm like, 
Someone was like, you should have just told her that there is no God. <laughs> One, it's it's like a psycho moment where you're like, yeah, she's here. And you're and like. Put on a wig and I'm just like. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Hey, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? You're excused. Anyone else? No, no we're, we're, we're good. good. We're good.